Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 84th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank all of you for being here today, watching or listening. If you are listening to this, be sure to check out the video version on my personal website at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash WPH. So be sure to check that out. I just released a new ebook. It is a relatively short book, but a book that I think would be very beneficial for most players. It is called 10 Flop Decisions from Instapoker Coach. And what this book is, is it is me analyzing 10 common flop situations that you will almost certainly find yourself in most days where you go to play poker. And if you are making mistakes in these 10 situations on a regular basis, you are costing yourself a ton of money. This ebook is only 99 cents. The Audible version is $3.95, or you can get it for free at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash free if you've never signed up for Audible. But I wanted to make it a, a cheap, concise guide to help you play the flop better. So check it out. You can get your copy at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash instapoker. That is I-N-S-T-A-P-O-K-E-R. So be sure to check that out. Also, check out the Instapoker application. It's a quiz program that will test you in various situations. You can get that on the iTunes and Google App Store. Today's hand is from a relatively small stakes tournament. This is from the Colossus World Poker Tour event. Let's take a look at this. Let's see what happens. The blinds are 75-150. This was from early in this tournament. And I get pocket sixes on the button. This is a hand that is excellent to see a flop with. A semi-active kid raises to 350 from the hijack seat out of his uh, 6,200 effective stack. I have the shortest stack at the table. And I'm going to call this 350 on the button with pocket sixes pretty much every time. A tight guy in the big blind also calls. So three ways. Flop comes 9-6-5. So I have a set. That is good. And unfortunately, my opponents checked to me. Whenever you flop a set, you'd rather have as much action as possible. But they checked. So now I have to figure out if we should bet or check ourselves. We have to assume we have the nuts here pretty much every time. We're not worried about pocket nines or 8-7. So I am going to bet. The pot is 1,125, and I decided to bet 450. A lot of people bet large in this scenario because they want to protect their set or get full value from their set. But you have to recognize that typically when most people check to you on this flop, especially the pre-flop raiser, he probably, uh, they probably don't have too strong of hands. Of course, the player in the big blind could have a very wide range because that player would typically check to the pre-flop raiser. So the tight guy's range here is going to be stronger than the semi-active kid a reasonable amount of the time. Um, but at the same time, the semi-active kid is folding almost every time. So if you know the guy is folding, that sort of implies he's drawing dead. So if he's drawing dead, do you want to make a bet that gets him to fold? And the answer is no. You want to make a bet that hopefully keeps him in the pot or induces him to check-raise you as a bluff or something like that. So anyway, I bet 450. Tight guy in the big blind calls, which is great. I assume we have him crushed. And then to my surprise, the semi-active kid check-raises to 1550, 1550. Wasn't expecting that. So what does this likely mean? Most of the time, I think when you get check-raised in this spot, you're either going to be against an extraordinarily strong hand or an overplayed hand, like pocket aces, or nothing. I don't think in most tournaments you're going to be against nothing here. I think most of the time, you're either going to be against a set, a straight, which I you know, roughly am losing to, and um, overpairs. And maybe poorly played hands like ace-9 or 10-9. So if I know my opponent has an overpair, 
do I realistically think he will call if I go all in? Uh, notice we're not really worried about the times that we actually are crushed. If he has pocket nines or eight, seven, we just lose. Notice we also beat pocket fives, which he may play the same way. So the real question is, how do we get maximum value from the overpairs? If we go all in immediately or even re-raise, that has to look incredibly strong, right? Uh, typically, you don't see someone bet the flop and then re-raise the flop with worse than an overpair unless they're just very bad players. So for that reason, I think in this scenario, I need to call. And I would be calling here with pretty much my whole range. But in reality, my range should be incredibly strong to continue in this spot because if I think my opponent has either an overpair or a nut hand, like what can I really call with, right? I just must have a good hand. So if my opponent's a thinking player, I think I would actually be a little bit more inclined to go all in. But I think most of the time here, my opponent's check-raising range is made up of a range of hands that would at least strongly consider folding if I did go all in. So I like calling in this spot. Also, we may let the tight guy come along in the big blind, which is great because, you know, he's drawing nearly dead. The player in the big blind did decide to call, and I just want to make it clear. I think this player in the big blind who decided to call the extra 1,000 should fold pretty much every time because on 9-6-5, he can't have an open-ended straight draw unless he has exactly 7-4. And even then, that's not really where you want to be because an 8 is an obvious straight on the board and your opponents may not pay you off. So this is a spot where he just has to get out of the way with everything. If he's sitting here with a hand like ace-9, he just has to fold. And if he does have a hand like 9-6 or 6-5, you should probably just go ahead and re-raise and get it in or fold because hands like that, uh, the board's going to change a lot on the turn such that bottom two pair is usually not a great hand. So uh, the, the player in the big blind, I think, is pretty much always making an error. I guess I should make it clear for those listening. The board is rainbow. There are no uh, flush draws available. Turns a queen. So 9-6-5 queen. Tight guy checks. And then the player in the hijack seat goes all in for 5,100 into the 5,700 pot. So am I ever folding this? And I think the answer is just a very clear no. In small and middle stakes tournaments, you're going to find that a lot of players will vastly overvalue marginal made hands. And I think that's exactly what's happening here probably 75-ish percent of the time. So 75% of the time, my opponent's drawing to two outs. And then 25% of the time, you know, some of that is going to be when my opponent has a straight, and which means I have some equity. You know, I have a draw here to a full house. He could have top set, which I lose to, or bottom set, which I beat. So those kind of cancel each other out. So unless my opponent's range is just incredibly, incredibly, incredibly not heavy, just pretty much only the sets and straights, I, I just have to call in this scenario. And... Very few players in this in this situation am I going to assume only have the nuts. So I have a pretty easy call. I put in my last 4,300, tight guy folds, and the semi-active kid shows pocket jacks and loses a nice spot. So what did he do wrong? A lot of people look at this scenario and think that it was just unlucky that he lost a big pot with his pocket jacks here. But in reality, what probably should have happened is he probably should have continuation bet the flop. I would have likely called or raised one of the two. And then the queen's going to come on the turn. He's going to check. I'm going to bet he's going to call. And then pretty much no matter what comes on the river, he's going to check. I'm going to bet he's going to fold. And so if my opponent played this hand well, I think he would have ended up losing maybe like 15 or 20 big blinds at the most. But instead, instead he decided to check raise the flop and then go all in on a relatively bad turn because... Think about the range of hands I'm actually going to call within this spot. It's going to be all two pairs, and that's it. 
I'm going to fold pocket tens if I happen to have pocket tens at this point. So the, my opponent really did just mess up this situation pretty badly. And this is something that does happen very often, especially when you are playing small and middle stakes tournaments. And if he had read my 10, flops, uh, 10 flop decisions from Insta Poker Coach, the ebook, he almost certainly would not have made this error. It is a very big mistake that a lot of amateur players make on a regular basis. They vastly overvalue an overpair or top pair, top kicker. And if you make that mistake on a regular basis, you are going to have a very difficult time winning at poker, especially as you move up and start playing the higher stakes games. So check out that ebook. It is only 99 cents. You can get it at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash instapoker. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. And thank you very much for listening and watching this podcast. I'll be back next week with another hand.